This, 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 this is mythical. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Dude, I'm going to 21 Savage with my nephew, Keon, and we are so hyped to see him. You have no idea. Uh, while you're doing that, Nicole, I'm going to be storming through the party like my name is El Nino because I'm going to be seeing some 41. <laughs> skate Punk is back, and it's not Pop Punk. It is Skate Punk, but also they have so many more artists to choose from. You got Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Nicole, you're not ready for this one. <gasps> Who is it? The Kids Bob Kids, baby. No way. <laughs> Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. That's right. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Hey, Hot Doggers, got a little housekeeping to do right here. We're going to be dark for the next two weeks, but we're coming back with a vengeance mm-hmm. on January 5th. That's right. And remember to listen to our past episodes to keep you, you know, engaged and stuff. Keep you engaged. Yeah, Nicole like, coming out with the bangers. Us. Don't forget about it. No, we got a lot of fun stuff coming up. Such yeah. topics as why come food is. How food, why? To do cooking? Uh, like cooking, maybe? See y'all in the new year. You can't throw a nickel down the damn street without hitting a Nashville hot chicken restaurant these days. But today we ask the question, is hot chicken overrated? Also, why are you throwing nickel? Stop doing that. That's that's weird. You're going to hurt somebody. This is a hot dog as a sandwich. Ketchup is a smoothie. Yeah, I put ice in my cereal, so what? That makes no sense. A hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> what? Welcome to our podcast, A Hot Dog is a Sandwich, the show where we break down the world's biggest food debates. I'm your host, Josh Sher. And I'm your host, Nicole Anaiti. And Nicole, today we take an official stance on throwing nickels down streets. That How do you feel? That was a great intro. I was not anticipating that. Yeah, right? That's a fun thing. You throw yeah. a nickel, and really, you can't throw a nickel without hitting a national hot chicken, especially a pop-up in Los Angeles. Yeah, LA is like... The hub of Nashville hot chicken. It's getting pretty bananas up here. Almost as much as Nashville. I'd say probably more than Nashville just because, you know, for us, it's like a novel thing. Yeah. It didn't exist too much in L.A. Like, I remember, I'm trying to think the first time I had Nashville hot chicken. Do you remember? I don't remember the first time I had it. Suddenly, like, it was almost nowhere. I'd heard of it. Uh, of course. Mm-hmm. And then it was everywhere within a span of like four years. It's and it's not just L.A. We hear you commenters who say stop with the regional stuff. Uh, we have a wide audience. But LA's no, cool, man. We got LA's, a lot of cool stuff. We're a trendsetter. We yeah. are, honestly, I credit um, Howlin' Ray's, Johnny Ray's own friend of the show. I'm sorry if I say anything that offends you today <laughs> because you make a fantastic chicken. You are a I mean, good person. It's just a good, like, it's a good food. Yeah, it is. The way he, he has, like, perfected his craft is incredible. Yeah, so there, there's food. there's one restaurant in Los Angeles called Howlin' Ray's mm-hmm. that I believe is responsible for kicking off uh, a lot of the hot chicken trend. I'd say so. I'd say in the cities, but also there's always like Hattie B's and like those actual like Nashville <sighs> or originators. Oh, of say. course. There's, yeah, this yeah. is, and that is to say that like the originators. So Hattie B's is actually not one of the originators. Oh, really? They're, yeah, but uh, you kind of thought they would, right? Well, everyone knows it. I feel like everyone Hattie knows B's it. Did not start till 2012. It was a family what? of um, restaurant, not restaurateurs, but um, one was the CEO of a chain of cafeterias called Morrison's Cafeterias mm-hmm. um, that were famously pro segregation, bad, no bad idea. restaurant chain. Back in the civil oh, rights era, um, yeah. Well, and then uh, Hattie B's was like the the son of the family. Opened it in 2012. Wow. They were copying from Princes and Boltons. Were two of the first Princes. Princes, Princes is, is OG, huh? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And actually, there is an uh, OG restaurant from someone from the Prince family called Hotville Chicken in L.A. That's really fantastic. Oh, I've heard Hotville. 
Yeah, Hot Field is really great. Um, yeah. And I mean, Johnny from Howlin' Rays, uh, he really put it on the map with his use of social media as well. And I think that's one of the reasons that Hot, hot Chicken's so big. I mean, the they red. Up. I mean, I mean, the way whatever photographers right. this guy hired to like do his marketing, dude with an iPhone, incredible. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's beautiful. Like, it's just so jarring and it's alarming. And you're like, chicken shouldn't be that color, but it is. And yeah. then they dip it in the comeback sauce, and you're like, oh my god. And then there's a pickle, like a like a rogue pickle, and you're like, oh my yeah. god. And then it's on top of a piece of bread and you're like ah and because then you have to go eat it it's not <laughs> just the Nashville hot chicken that blew up it's specifically the Nashville hot chicken sandwich mm-hmm. and we see the extensions of this branching out right with yeah. we talk about the chicken sandwich wars all the time mm-hmm. um, on the podcast you, Popeye's changed the game with their chicken sandwich and then you have McDonald's Carlos Jr. Burger King KFC KFC, KFC good I like mm-hmm. I like KFC they make good chicken KFC's man. close second to Popeye's I agree with that. Yeah. you and I have the same rankings yeah, yeah. Um, but are you familiar with the way that like high fashion works because I certainly am of course so like I know all about high fashion you get all these honey (laughs) did you forget where I'm from (laughs) I'm gonna go ahead and paraphrase everything I know which is from a 30 second clip from Devil Wears Prada Mm -hmm. which I hadn't watched till recently so good it was so good Adrian Grenier plays a pretty bad bad chef chef. did not like his 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 part no he's like there's a scene where he's making Anne Hathaway a grilled cheese and he keeps flipping it back and forth because that's what a chef does apparently and it's like that makes no sense dude i just did that with a quesadilla that yeah, I that's, made for v, so i fun. kept flipping it over and over yeah the adrian grenier method yeah. of cheese melting <laughs> uh but no there's a scene where meryl streep is Anne hathaway is like no one cares about this high fashion bs and then and then meryl streep is like in the 1974 Yves saint laurent show he mm-hmm. debuted the bow tie blah 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 dress and then that it's one pantone color yeah. ended up in every nordstrom across america for you know and I and that was actually a learning moment for me because mm-hmm. I will of course see these like fashion shows and I'm like ah oh, person's wearing like a trash bag with like a clear visor uh, <laughs> and like you know spiked sandals that's dumb Terry Mugler 2019 <laughs> Amen sister you're ta- you're preaching to the choir on the Terry Mugler uh, but, but you know what I mean like they introduce these like uh, crazy ideas in a very small metropolitan setting that ends up in a department store that's the yeah. same thing I think that happened with Nashville Hot Chicken you think Nashville Hot Chicken is high fashion in in a way okay. in a way in terms of it being in and I'm specifically calling Howlin' Ray's one of the progenitors here mm-hmm. and again this is something that's dating back you know 50 years in Nashville uh, predominantly black owned restaurants mm-hmm. and you know unfortunate reality of how you know ideas spread via social media etc cetera, etc cetera. Uh, those who have the marketing tend to win sure. uh, so this isn't to discredit like the OGs of the Nashville hot chicken game but I think with the recent national blow up across, I mean, KFC, Buffalo Wild Wings, Arby's had a damn Nash- Nashville hot fish sandwich. I've, I've it seen was a, good. Yeah, it was Nashville a nice sandwich. Hot fish is kind of hot fire. Fish. You know, it is that Bolton's. Yeah. Bolton's is the originator it's of the incredible. hot fish. I think it works better than a hot chicken. In fact. I do too. I do too. Love unpopular, unpopular opinion. That's what the question should be. Is Nashville <laughs> hot fish underrated? Hell yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, it is. I love. Give Nashville. me more fried fish. Fried fish is better than fried chicken. Do you know? No, I wouldn't say that. Uh, yeah, but um, no, as soon as I the, said it, I was you like, you know no. what it is? The bitterness of the cayenne and the sweetness of the brown sugar works really well with the fish because mm. it's such a delicate flavor and has a has a delicate texture mm-hmm. that it works really well with Nashville seasoning. Yeah. It's incredible. I, I think it's this it's the texture of the fish that it's True. like lighter, flakier that for me it, it works yeah. better with it. Uh, for those who don't know, let's talk about Nashville hot chicken, what it is, what it isn't, what the origin is. Yeah. So Nashville hot chicken um contrary to something like a buffalo chicken, right? Buffalo mm-hmm. chicken, which I think Nashville hot chicken is supplanting it now. Yeah. In a way? Yeah. 
buffalo chicken um, is. I, don't I know. Think, it, I think it's a little bit polarizing, but continue. Go it, on. It like isn't is it? We'll go we'll get on. to that. Buffalo chicken is say vinegar and butter, and so that is you know a very clear, just like fatty, acidic, spicy mm-hmm. fried chicken. Nashville hot chicken is not that, and I think some people expect it to be. Nashville hot chicken, you take cayenne, any other sort of chili powders. Um, what? <laughs> Just a bunch of red. Yeah, a bunch of red stuff. Cayenne, paprika, other chili powders, stuff like that. Uh, maybe some garlic, maybe some onion, and then brown sugar. But the mm-hmm. two real components are cayenne, brown sugar. Those Correct. are the main tastes that you get. Yeah. And then you take that and you dump it in hot oil. Some places use straight up lard, mm-hmm. uh, which is great. And then the lard or the oil blooms the spices, right? Gets them nice and toasty. Yeah. You dunk the chicken. You take the chicken out of hot fry oil, you put it back into oil with the spices, put some more spice on top of that. And so it is like just greasy, sweet, aromatic, bitter, dusky, spicy chicken. And it's like not a universally great profile, I'd say. In the same way that buffalo chicken is like, it satisfies like an evolutionary desire in me. Interesting. You know, it's just, it's very simple. It's it's vinegar and spice cutting through butter. And that to me is like a very just syncopatic balance. Yeah, but I think the American palate isn't used to eating bitter stuff often. No. But they're starting. With- so you're saying like the National Hot Chicken is kind of like introducing people to like, oh, there's more complexity in this. Yeah, I think so. I do too. I think it, there's there's a lot of complexities in a beautiful in the beautiful piece of National Hot Chicken. I agree with that. I yeah. think it's the way that kind of like when Flamin' Hot Cheetos sort of changed, yeah. like, to me, changed the American palate. Totally. When every single, um, I mean, talking about Richard Montañez, who there was some debate on whether or not he invented him. He invented him, god dang it. Uh, <laughs> I believe him. Um, but, you know, he was saying before that, every snack aisle, it was all just cheese-flavored chips. It was cheese chips. Cheese, cheese, cheese. Because Americans love cheese. And we have a dairy surplus, and they hold cheese in caves, and it's a whole thing. Um, but like every spicy chicken sandwich was buffalo before this, right? I mean, how many other spicy chicken options did we have in like the American canon, especially looking at like a KFC type place? Yeah, that chicken wasn't, it was well seasoned, just not spicy. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, KFC comes out with the Nashville hot chicken. Um, that was, it's perfectly fine. I think it makes KFC chicken, uh, maybe better. It was good. I think it's almost too sweet. Yeah. The KFC version is almost too sweet, almost teetering on like uh, an orange chicken in a weird way. Yeah, actually I feel like that a, had a candy a quality. bone in orange chicken almost. Well, they came out with three different regional chicken I remember. flavors. Yeah. yeah, and they were only tangentially because Nashville hot chicken is so closely associated with the city Carolina? of Nashville. They did a Carolina uh, honey, no, uh, Carolina something gold. Carolina gold. Yeah, I think so. Carolina gold. It was like a South Carolina style mustard barbecue sauce. But it was just Georgia gold. Georgia gold. Georgia gold. Georgia gold. (laughs) Was there was a Carolina tang? Maybe Carolina barbecue. Yeah, it was a it was a barbecue one. It was like sweet, smoky Tennessee Mountain. Mm -hmm, Maybe (laughs) I don't know, but uh, they came with three regional varieties. But the Nashville hot chicken is always the one that stood out. Yeah. Um, And then the origin of Nashville hot chicken uh, is often associated to the Prince family, Mm -hmm. Um, the the matriarch. Right. There's a classic origin myth that every good um, empire needs to start with. (laughs) And it's that, you know, her husband was cheating on her and he came back and she was going to make him his favorite dish, which was fried chicken. But she was like, I'm going to ruin this dish with so much cayenne pepper. And he's going to be so mad and in pain. I'm going to go, don't cheat on me anymore. And then he ate it. And he was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever had. And then they started a restaurant. Who knows if it actually wow. happened. So are you trying to tell me that Nashville hot chicken can help repair cheating in a relationship? Yeah, I don't know. That's he still huge. probably cheated after that. Big if why, true. He didn't learn his lesson if he loved the chicken. I know. Now he's incentivized to cheat. 
Nicole? Yeah, he's incentivized to cheat. What a, what a maybe, weird... You know what? Maybe they ended up being ethically non-monogamous. Oh, that's a possibility. That's Doubt a po- it, anything though. within <laughs> Anything is possible within food origin stories that we're likely made up because it's a great <laughs> story and it's a great way to sell chicken. Yeah. It's Sophia Franklin. And if you don't already know, listen up. My mini series is live now each and every Monday. And the only person missing is you. We're dating, we're dumping, we're learning, and we're tapping into all the feels that originally brought us together. Listen and follow Sophia with an F on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. But now down to the nuts and bolts. Do you think it's overrated? Do you think that we have outkicked our coverage? I think Los Angeles has overdone it so much. We but have the house. Let me speak. Sorry. Don't take up so much space. We have <laughs> we have we have Dave's hot chicken, which Drake invested a lot of money in. We have Howlin' Rays, which is delicious and amazing. We have, I mean, I'm on Yelp right now. Flamin' Hot Chicken, Blazin' Hot Chicken, uh, YOLO Hot Chicken, Harry's Hot Chicken. Uh, Angry Birds, Raging Hot, Hades Hot Chicken. There's uh, a place called Bangin' Buns (laughs) that I can't say the F word of this podcast. I sure want to because there's, have you seen Idiocracy? Yeah. You know how Fuddruckers, they show the evolution of Fuddruckers? Yeah. It turns from like (laughs) Fuddruckers to like Rutbuckers and then it just ends up uh, just butt effers. Yeah. Bangin' Buns is just that. It's the Idiocracy (laughs) version of of Hot Chicken. (laughs) What I'm trying to say is that there is a lot of good hot chicken out there in L.A. I cannot eat hot chicken often. Mm-hmm. I think um, it's one of those foods that you can spoil yourself with if you eat too much of it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a special occasion thing that you do. You like you eat the spicy food, you put the gloves on, whatever. It's an event. Um, yeah. Um, I don't I think it's like a little bit overrated right now. Yeah. A little bit. I think it's a little like there's too many cooks in the kitchen. There's too many fingers in the pot. There's too many people trying to be like hot chicken gods and like, Mm -hmm. I don't need all that. You know, do something else. Do something new. Do something unique. Um, There was a there was a pop up that did a hot chicken with Szechuan pepper. Uh, Not actually a pop up. It's a restaurant restaurant? from from May Lynn called Daybird. I mean, I mean, that's an incredible twist on a very, very famous chicken sandwich. I want those people that are opening up these hot chicken shops Give me some, you know, I don't know. Give me some cool stuff. Give me some stuff from, I don't know, Cambodia. <laughs> give me some stuff I was from just thinking Russia. About that. Give me some stuff from, I don't know, South Africa. I'm just looking at you because you're South African. Like, per- you know what I mean? Peri-peri chicken. Yeah. Uh, like, give me a fried peri-peri chicken sandwich. Yeah. Use, use the African bird's eye chili. Bring some cool stuff. In it, you know? Yeah. Get some innovation in there. But that said, I think it has led to people innovating, right? Anytime mm-hmm. something becomes too popular, there's going to be overflow and people are going to make little, like, derivations on it. Sure. And so if that overflow in popularity stems from spicy chicken, <laughs> spicy fried chicken, then I'm in. Right. Yeah. It could just raise the game of because spicy fried chicken is, I mean, Korean chicken wings. Mm-hmm. You know, you got Thai fried chicken mm-hmm. with uh, with the sweet chili sauce, like peri peri chicken, spicy chicken. It's a game. It's a game changing food. It's the best food. It's good. It's hard to beat. It's hard to beat. And there's so many possibilities. The possibilities yeah. are endless. When there was someone in a pop uh, at a pop up in L.A. doing like a Mexican hot chicken sandwich. I which, mean, yum. Yeah. What? That sounds delicious. Using like actual instead of just cayenne. Because I think one of the big knocks against uh, Nashville hot chicken is that mm-hmm. you're really only tasting like cayenne and brown sugar. 
Yeah, unless you do it right. Unless you, yeah, I mean, there's certainly some, like I know Johnny at Helen Ray's, he uses a, a huge blend of, of spices blend, and real yeah. chili peppers. But like imagine taking that and flipping it to like the Mexican profile, even using like piloncillo, mm. the unrefined <laughs> sugar, you know, with actual like dried chilies or chilies that have been fried and then dehydrated. That's incredible. You know, get some chile morita in there. Like <laughs> that sounds freaking awesome. So I, I love the fact that it's opened up people to just making more better spicy fried chicken. Totally. But as it stands now, dude, I... I was like pulling, I was pulling in my old apartment in Sherman Oaks and there's a, a, a what's it called? A washing machine? Car wash. Car wa- oh, washing <laughs> car machine wash. for your car? I do that sometimes. <laughs> That's what I called it. I say it sometimes. That <laughs> way there's a car wash car like, machine next to the apartment complex yeah. I was in uh-huh. uh, and I saw, you know, a line 50 people deep, right? Wow. You see the floodlights there. You see the fryers. You smell a little spice in the air. Uh-huh. And I was like, man, I got to go. Uh, this is going to be great. National hot chicken. And I went, it was people just frying like pre-made tenders and putting real crap seasoning on it. Mm. You know, everyone's doing a pink sauce. Yeah, comeback right? sauce. Comeback sauce is what uh, Johnny calls it, Alan Ray's, which I believe is a North Carolina invention. So it's not, that's not typical with uh, with Nashville hot chicken, right? Really? No, it's well, not. Well, I'm glad that exactly. I get to experience it with that sauce on it. I do there. too. I do too. But that said, this place just like, like sucked. Like it sucked. The food was ass. They were like under frying or Ida French fries, putting the sauce that was garbage on these garbage dry chicken tenders, just wow. shaking cayenne. And so we've opened ourselves up to like snake oil salesmen with Nashville hot chicken. That's what I'm saying. There's too many people copying the idea of a good chicken and it's pissing me off. It's been pissing me off. It's Stop me. people trying to make a living. You're pissing me off out there. <laughs> yeah. You make me sound evil. No, it's just, I'm just, no, I'm, just I'm, tired I'm, of I'm on the same page. Every corner I see a hot chicken shop. It's yeah. tiring. It's it's how I feel about smash burgers and birria. There those are three oh, Nashville birria. hot chicken, birria, and smash burgers are three great foods. That have been just completely screwed by the people trying to make them better. hundred percent. And you get so many people. There's actually a story about um uh Pueblin food truck owners mm-hmm. who just flipped to start making birria because they knew they would like make more money and so I love Samitas Poblanas mm-hmm. the sandwich is oh, one of the world's the, great sandwiches dude yeah is it a green truck uh, oh yeah yeah you're talking about the place in West LA yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. literally what it's called I was literally just saying the name of the food oh sorry Samitas like, from Pueblo but there is a truck called Samitas <laughs> Poblanas no I prefer um, Samitas uh, Don Adrian in Van Nuys you've told me about it yeah, yeah that place rules they got a head cheese and a steak milanesa Samita. So a Samita, it's the sandwich that's on this kind of like sweetish, crusty roll. I mean, it's a crusty. savory roll, but yeah. it's like crusty, sweet, dark brown with sesame seeds on top. You cut it open. You put in queso Oaxaca in it or um, quesillo is what it's called. Mm-hmm. So like really just hard, shreddy, salty string cheese. They put avocado on it, a really delicious chipotle salsa, and then whatever filling you want. Refried beans? I don't know. There's no beans oh, in a Samita. I love beans. And a little beans. bit of cabbage. Really? I uh, always ask for beans in my sandwich. Oh, really? Oh, maybe maybe, they, maybe I just didn't I get them. Um, but, like, it's just such a beautiful sandwich. But there are these food truck owners who uh-huh. had to start making birria because they wanted to survive, right? And they wanted to make money. Dude, remember the birria boom? The birria boom. The birria, birria boom still going on. So birria, for people who don't know, um, it is a dish that I believe originated in Jalisco, typically made with goat. Um, but then as it traveled across Mexico, people started making it with lamb, with borrego, or uh, with just beef, which some people call Tijuana-style birria. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that's a bit of a controversial statement there, Nicole. <laughs> but anyways, the beef birria um, is just spicy, shredded beef 
cooked down in uh, a bunch of like chilies and aromatics, and then it's typically served with a side of the broth or the consomme. Consomme. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then they'll typically dip the tortillas in the red oil and fry those, which is how you get names like Teddy's Red Tacos and stuff like that. I think Teddy's Red Tacos is like the Howlin' Rays of Birria. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. Their social, I mean, honestly, the social media that these guys have just pumped out makes you want to eat it. It's crazy. The psychological, like, things that they do, it's like the dips and the videos and the pictures. It's like, oh, my God, it's it's stunning to look at. Someone was, uh, I, we did a TikTok about Flamin' Hot Cheetos, and uh-huh. someone someone made a comment that was like, why can't they just take out the red dye number 40? Mm. Why can't, it, it would taste the same, and it sure would. You know why they can't take it out? Because it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's, gorgeous. it's glowing. Red food? Yeah. Yum. You, tandoori chicken. Oh. That's food dye, dude. Oh, my gosh. That's food dye. The, the super red tandoori chicken that you see, that's straight up food dye. Can somebody make a, a hot chicken but with, like, Indian flavors, please? It would be make really my soul. It would it would just please my soul. Oh, my God. Like, just grate the jaggery and then make, oh. like, a really good masala. <laughs> dude, can we do that? Yeah. Next Mythical Kitchen episode. A hot chicken from around the world? Yeah, let's do it. I mean, honestly, that, Why not? that sounds really dank, right? Every culture like has like a, cer- a certain spice profile, yeah. even if it, even if it wasn't a dry spice. Like I'm, I'm thinking about you know a Filipino hot chicken, even though there's not typically a lot of like real spice in Filipino food. But we can God, find I mean, it. even oh my God, like uh, with uh, Indonesian, like with the different sambals. Oh hell yeah! There's that lemongrass sambal with oh the my shallots. God. You know, in I it? always talk about that lemongrass sambal with the people at work, and they're like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "This lemongrass sambal that David brought for us." I still remember what color the jar is. It's purple. <laughs> yeah. And so, again, if if that's what it takes, the natural yeah. hot chicken boom, if it takes me getting a couple crappy fried chicken tenders from a, a yeah. from a washing car washing machine. You mean a car wash? Yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> if it takes that to, like, raise the general spicy fried chicken game across the world, I'm in. I'm absolutely in. I'm in, too. How do you feel about Dave's? Um, Dave's hot chicken. So. I went to one of so David, my husband, took me to Dave's on like a date one time, and then um, I stood in line for about like forty five minutes, and I got their chicken tenders, and then I got a chicken sandwich and then chicken tenders. Well, they only serve tenders. chicken tenders. Oh, really? So I didn't get a chicken sandwich. No, no, no sorry. I mean, like they they don't serve like bone and chicken and whatnot. Oh, okay. So it's just Did tenders they have a sandwich? sandwich? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I had a sandwich, and then I also had a few tenders, and then I also had fries on the side. I believe it's been a while, mm. and um, honestly, it was great. It, it is. It's, it's good. No- it didn't knock my socks off. No, and it's not meant to. Helen Ray's knocks my socks off when I have it. And that's the reason that when people listen, people listening to this podcast who aren't in a major metropolitan area yeah. who maybe don't know what we're talking about with the Nashville Hot Chicken Boom, mm-hmm. obviously you've seen it at KFC, um, you're about to because of Dave's in the next five years. Yeah. And the next Dave's five years that Dave's is going to be in your hometown. I'm convinced. Also, Drake invested like so much money into Dave's Hot Chicken. Yeah. It's nuts. Because they're franchising and that's the reason Drake invested. They're about to blow up blow the next up. big thing. And the reason Helen Ray's can't do that. Uh, is because they frankly they use more expensive ingredients. They mm-hmm. use Mary's chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, they take a lot more they use time. Mary's chicken. It's Mary's chicken, dude. Mary's chicken is a very very high quality chicken. It's a nice little look. organic chicken farm yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, it's it's actually kind of close to here, I think. Yeah, I think like so a couple too. hours away. You should go visit. You should go kill a chicken. I need to kill a chicken. Like for like prayer reasons? <laughs> no, like no, I don't. I don't like oh. have a relative dying and I'm trying to sacrifice. Oh, oh sorry. Is that? I don't want to yes. talk about it. Yeah, well, okay. No, I was just <laughs> going to say, I feel like um, 
I've never killed like an animal. I I feel bad. Hook- I've never killed an animal. I know. I, I feel bad hooking a worm to like fish, which isn't a thing I do often. But even as a kid, I was like, I feel bad killing this worm. I've never been fishing before. Really? Mm-hmm. Do you have me to take? No, I don't. Megan, do you fish? That's so nice of you to offer. Yes, you can take me. Fishing. I just I wouldn't know how to do it. What do you do? Oh well, no, I don't want to go fishing with you. I know how to cast a rod. <laughs> but like I don't know how to drive a boat I feel like sitting on a boat with you in silence wouldn't be fun oh, I wouldn't be silent are you kidding me I would be doing exactly what we do on the podcast but for 8 hours on a fi- boat but are we talking come. about the, the TCBY closures of the mid 2000s Josh the, the fish wouldn't come because you talk too much you is have that to how can they hear you <laughs> I thought it was like a keep your footsteps light on the boat do your fish have ears I don't know man I get blacked out and then not be able to drive the boat back though <laughs> Yeah, Maggie just Googled, how do you fish? And there's a man in a Georgia Bulldogs cap that says, how to catch your first fish. Yeah, I feel like you have to be quiet when you go fishing. Yeah, that's. I feel like maybe that's just a thing that like stoic dads said to their kid to get them to shut up. You gotta be quiet on the boat now there, boss. The fish can hear you. Yeah. I don't know. Point is, I feel like I'm a hypocrite for eating meat without Uh ever having known that I can take the life of an animal. Mm Mm-hmm. I think I'm already doing it indirectly. I just don't see it. I think BuzzFeed actually did a video where they meat did. eaters killed their first chicken. And I think it opened their eyes. It messed them up. Yeah, it messed dude. them up. Yeah. Yeah. You should I don't do think that. I could do it. I'd be pretty messed up. I don't know. I kind of like my but life right now. Okay. Well, I'm not going to force you to do anything <laughs> you don't want to do, but it's just the thought. Okay, so I feel like neither of us have even close to answered the question. <laughs> well, I mean, we we did. We said it's it's overpopulated right now. But even as like a flavor profile, like do you think it's overrated? Can a flavor profile be overrated? I don't know. Maybe. That's a... Uh, Probably not. Yeah. It's tough to say. It's just... Honestly, I'm... Uh, no, it's not. Yeah. A natural hot chicken is not overrated. The sheer volume of the amount of hot chicken yeah. is overrated. Yeah. And like Can to some point, that? the supply is, you know, commensurate to the demand. And so it's like the re- people demanded it, the supply mm-hmm. followed. Yeah. Right? That's actually one of the reasons Dave's exists, right? Is that Howlin' Rays was so popular... For people that don't know, this place literally has five-hour lines, um, and it's yeah. insane. You have to plan your whole day around it, mm-hmm. and the chicken is really like one of the that. better foods. What? I don't like the lines. Yeah, I, I hate lines. I have so much ADHD. I, I, fidget, I hate lines. I'm physically I pass in out pain. in lines. Did you know? <laughs> is that a medical thing? I, like, I just need one other buddy in line, and then like we can go to different places, and I'll like, get coffee and all that. Yeah. You kind of keep yourself occupied. I listen to a podcast, but I hate sitting still and listening to podcasts. I want there to be lines. That's why I crochet when I drive. I want there to be lines, but I want there to be what? What? You know how to crochet? Yeah. I taught myself care. while I was driving to work. I, well, I don't care about my you 2017 driving. Nissan is self-driving. <laughs> no, it's not. Your knees <laughs> well, do not make it self-driving. Well, somehow I get here, using Nicole. Knees, somehow I get here. Using your knees does not mean self-driving. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, what was I going to say? I totally forgot. Uh, flavor profile. Oh, there needs, to, there needs to be chairs in lines. Oh, uh, yeah. It should be like in Wally. They're kind of just, uh, on like a treadmill, <laughs> like an escalator, moving you through. <laughs> Stuffing the chicken in your mouth, kicking your ass out, you know? That's the future. That's the national hot chicken future. I think I over the microphone, Maggie. I'm so sorry. I feel like I was making a point about supply and demand economics. <laughs> Where's the, what's his name? Paul Krugman or whatever? <laughs> Get your ass over here, New York Times economist. Who's Paul uh, Krugman? Paul Friedman Krugman? I don't care. Um, what I was saying is that there's such a huge demand for National Hot Chicken yeah. in LA because of Helen Ray's that Dave's, they just started a, uh, a pop-up. A mediocre. Well, not even it. mediocre. I mean, it, it still tastes really good, but they're cutting down on costs. They probably cut down on labor. They're probably using you know a lot more pre-cut ingredients, et cetera. And they figured out a way to take all the overfill 
This is a picture of Drake eating Dave's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is Drake eating Dave's, and that's what they're like, God, man, once Drake gets on, we need Drake to endorse this podcast. Point is, they just started one pop-up on, like, on a, I think it might have been Melrose, like, in Hollywood. Mm-hmm, yeah, and I then, think so. And then that, you know, exploded, and now Drake is investing in their expansion plans, which is incredible. And it reminds me of another boom. Uh-huh, what's that? Frickin' Froyo, man. Oh, wow. It's the Froyo boom all over again. Oh, my gosh. I do miss Froyo. When's the last time you had Froyo? Like, all the time. Like, I go to Yogurtland often, like, alone. Like, like two weeks ago. I was just what? driving by. Cause I, you eat Yogurtland? I took a wrong, I couldn't make a left leaving the office, and so I had to, like, go a different way, and the GPS rerouted me. I yeah, know you know exactly way. what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. And then there's the Yogurtland, and you got to make a somewhat difficult left turn. I hope people don't reverse engineer this to find where the studio is. <laughs> I, I left it vague enough, but there's there's a Yogurtland nearby the studio, but that's, there's a Yogurtland just nearby. Just stop talking. There's a Yogurtland nearby <laughs> every studio in Los Angeles. Just stop it's freaking talking. Yogurtland, because they're everywhere. Move on. Move and I went on. there, and I got, I got, I got my half pound to yogurt land and I just sat and I ate it outside in three minutes and I got back in my car commuted home oh my god traffic was lighter because I spent some time eating yogurt land I love it but that said that's <laughs> one of those industries that like TCBY was one of the first major chains TCBY never had TCBY yogurt uh-huh. I don't think they were big in California because I think we had a lot of mom and pop shops never heard of TCBY before but there's the place in LA that I know you've been to a lot the big chill <laughs> Which uh, got into a huge fight with Demi Lovato about their body negative yogurt shop. It's just yummy. People need to chill. It's terrible. It is the worst frozen yogurt I've ever to had. Chill. I Demi Lovato had a point, and their yogurt's also bad. Go to Penguins. There's another frozen Penguins yogurt. Penguins is better. But High key. This is just to illustrate my point that there is a frozen yogurt shop 50 yards from the frozen yogurt shop we are talking about. Yeah, I guess. And so that was such a huge, massive boom. And then you saw, like, Menchie's, Yogurt Land. It didn't tank. Uh, Pinkberry, Pink- Red Mango. <gasps> There's all these massive yogurt chains. Do you remember Pinkberry? I, I go to Pinkberry all the time. I go to Pinkberry in the Westfield. When? I, got, I went there a week ago and I went shopping for pants. I'm shocked. <laughs> yeah, I love you, frozen yogurt. I like do. frozen yogurt more than natural hot so chicken. so much money on food. <laughs> I, I really do. Yeah, dude, you drop like eight bucks at Pinkberry on one of those little parfaits. Yeah. But I like the fruit. What, what kind of fruit do you get on your Pinkberry? Uh, uh, Pineapple, blackberry, blueberry. Nice. Yeah, it's gonna, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't like strawberries. Strawberry, I mean, ask, strawberries are fine. And now you ask me. <laughs> oh my god! I'm so sorry, Nicole. Well, yeah, I didn't know you went to Pinkberry. <laughs> Nicole, what do you? What kind of fruits do you get in your Pinkberry parfait? The people need to know. I don't think it's that important. (laughs) (laughs) They always have like three flavors only. It's like chocolate, vanilla, and then they're like, ah, this one's Nutella matcha. And it's like, why? Why is that one Nutella matcha? Yeah. Um, Closing thoughts. Yeah. Okay. I don't think we answered the question. Yeah. Do you want to answer the question? Sure, certainly. I can okay. riff. Go for uh, it. <laughs> so, <laughs> everything's cyclical, right? There's always going mm-hmm. to be a boom and bust cycle among food. And then once something gets really popular, there's always going to be the a-holes like us who like to detract from it. Yeah. Uh, when it comes down to it, I think, you know, the Nashville hot chicken boom, much like birria, much like smash burgers, ultimately it's leading to one more opportunities for restaurateurs. If there's a couple, a couple snake oil salesmen out there who are getting rich off of Nashville hot chicken, uh, not even pointing fingers at Dave's because, again, they taste pretty freaking good. That's good. Um, you know, that's totally fine. That's uh, part of the cost that's going to come with it. But then you get the benefit of people, you know, 
I don't know, able to start a pop-up using an old grandmother's recipe and making people happy with their food. And so I think if you don't look too deep into it, you just accept the fact that, hey, spicy fried chicken, uh, whether or not it truly pays homage or respects the original recipe or the creators of it, um, it's it's here to stay. There's nothing we can do to it. It's only our reaction that we can control. uh, And I choose to believe that it's going to raise the bar on spicy fried chicken across the globe. All right, Nicole. What's up? <laughs> All right. Is this what you're yeah, saying hey, every time? We've heard what you and I have to <laughs> Now it's time to find out what other wacky ideas are rattling out there in the Twitterverse. <laughs> oh, it's time for a segment we call Opinions, Opinions are, are Like, like Casseroles. <laughs> uh, great. Glad we, glad we got through that cleanly. I did now, Maggie, we'll do another did. nine takes and then we'll we'll get the good one. <laughs> Uh, no, nah, first up, we got at Victory Wilson, my fiancé eats his <laughs> breakfast pizza with peanut butter on top. I have a couple questions. <laughs> okay, so let's break this down. Let's break down the sentence structure. One, you're establishing that breakfast pizza is a thing that exists, <laughs> which I, I can... It can exist. I've, like, made it. Yeah, I know what it, But it's not, like, in the culinary canon of things one would eat for breakfast. Second, use the term <laughs> his breakfast pizza, as in this is the thing he does all the time. Right, he didn't eat a breakfast pizza. Like you are implying that this is a daily occurrence. He's an often, yeah, he eats. His often. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and so this is already weird to me. Okay, and then you introduce the fact that there's peanut butter involved, and mm-hmm. then it kind of goes off the rails. Yeah, um, I just don't get it. I just I need to know it. more, or I need to know less. But I just the don't, amount- yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. Either way, the amount of information given to me is not appropriate. I'm very curious. What's on this breakfast pizza? Uh, are are you do you do you love him? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's her fiance, so she's not like she's still like not married. Yeah, so yeah. There's no legal document. You can she bounce can, if you she can, wants yeah. to. Um, no, everything about if there's eggs on that pizza, everything about this sounds quite unpleasant to me. I'm happy that your fiance has like found his thing. Mm-hmm. It seems like his thing. It's like my gross protein. It's like my prune teen shakes. Yeah, I understand that. But like meat- the prunes make sense a little bit, Josh. Yeah, a little Peanut bit. Butter might no toast. No, yeah, you're trying. All right, next one. Uh, Liddy Casimiro says Cheetos puffs or original. One, (gasps) two, three. Let's do a whole episode of the podcast about it. Okay, fine. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) Uh, Eat that, Liddy. (laughs) All right, add humans under. Wait, what do you know? What do you think? Actually, yeah, original. On puffs. Oh, oh well, I guess let's it is hash it out. Let's hash it out. (laughs) Um, At humans underscore are featherless. Yeah. (laughs) That checks out. Uh, peanut butter and honey is better than peanut butter and jelly. Josh made another burner account. I haven't Snaps, made that joke in a while. Me. Why, why would I go with humans are feathless? I always go with Rusty Shackleford. That's huh? all my burners. It's Rusty Shackleford and then why? a series of numbers. Because it's a, a fake alias made by the character Dale Gribble in King of the Hill. Oh, okay. Yeah, You're big king, you are a big King of the Hill fan. Favorite show of all time. Cool. Really great. Um, yeah, no, peanut, peanut butter and honey is the better combo uh, mm-hmm. than peanut butter and jelly. It's the delight. Introduce some bananas in there. You're about to have a wild time. But I found out, though, Nicole. Mm-hmm. What's that? That there are certain jams out there <laughs> that are honey-like and I enjoy. Which ones? Fig. Okay. Ah. <laughs> you're having so much fun today. I'm really glad you're having such a good time. It really Are makes me not? happy. Of, of course I am. I like but you're just like like happier than usual. And yeah. I love that. I think I'm sleep deprived and manic. Oh. No, it's a good thing. It's a good oh. thing. It's great for content. You drink a lot of water today. Yeah. That's oh, good. I'm dehydrated keep, too. Keep drinking water. Yeah, I'm going to keep trying to keep plugging away at it. Okay. Araholic says a sandwich with summer sausage and strawberry jam on cheap grocery store bread. Uh, what I would do is I would uh, sear the sausage. 
I was theorizing. Mm-hmm. No, 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 that no, ruins no, the internal fat structure of the summer I don't sausage. Care. I don't care. Nicole, this is my culture. I literally culture. don't care. Summer, I was raised by a, I don't care, a, Josh. a white boomer dad. <laughs> summer sausage is the official food of white boomer dads. You get it from, from the Hillshire Farms box that his sister sends to him every Christmas. And the same summer sausage, that's a boomer white dad food. And you know what this is? This is boomer white dad charcuterie. Charcuterie. This is, this is, you got like the, you know, the bread, you got the cured meat, you got the strawberry jam, which functions as like a membrio or a quince paste. <laughs> this is white boomer dad charcuterie and it's delicious. Um, you said it. <laughs> Add Samuel Labra 14. French fries don't go in milkshakes. Yeah, of course they don't go in milkshakes. You use them to scoop up yeah. the milkshake. Duh! Well, they quick, they quickly go in and then they quickly come out. <laughs> it's called the pull-out method of French fry milkshake drinking, eating, drinking. <laughs> I've seen them go in milkshakes, dude. You can't tell me they don't. They will fit in there if you shove them hard enough. You know, <laughs> I don't see what the issue is. Um, again, I used to be someone who was disgusted by the French fry milkshake thing, uh-huh. and I tried it a couple times, and then somehow my palate changed. To be more of a garbage human as mm-hmm. I aged, instead yeah. of refining, it, it's gotten the opposite. Mm-hmm. It, it's been literally, it's like if you were to take refined oil and return it back into crude, that's what my palate's <laughs> done because I now enjoy this heavily. Good. I'm yeah. glad. Wendy's I like fries, mustard. French fries and mustard. No, I mean like I used to not like mustard oh. and now I do like mustard. Mustard milkshakes. <laughs> I never said that. Oh. <laughs> you were just mixing All my mustards or just like yellow? Yellow. Yeah. Yellow. Yellow mustard is technically hot sauce. Uh-huh. Oh, I thought you were going to fight it. I don't have any well, fight left in me, Josh. I'm going to be honest with you. I go, like, I like someone not responding to a bully, I now have no incentive to throw out wild accusations and theorems. Okay, fine. Maybe I'll get a little yeah, bit, yeah, yeah. I'll okay. get a little aggressive with it. All right. Okay, uh, Travioli4 says, truffle oil is a gimmick. Upcharged to make something taste a bit more like dirt. Everything's a damn gimmick, man. Um, what? Yeah, upcharging for- It doesn't taste like dirt to me. What does it taste like? Um, oh, does it taste like dirt? <laughs> <laughs> Do truffles taste like dirt? Um, I mean, when's the last time I was, you know, face deep in dirt? I don't remember. Yeah, no, what, what don't dirt? Don't eat a lot of dirt. Yeah, there's, there's other mushrooms taste more like dirt than truffle. Which ones? Like, uh, cremini's. Cremini's, I, oh, I like kind I love of, cremini's. I kind of don't like them. I'd rather just have a button mushroom. Oh my, ugh. Cremini's just taste like dirty Patoy. button mushrooms. Patoy on button mushrooms. Love button mushrooms. You don't, no, no, you're no. not too good for button mushrooms. You yeah, pretend. You pretend. Yeah, you're I not am. too. They're, baby Bellas, they're just cremini's. Yeah, I know that. Good. I know that. Good. <laughs> then good. Uh, you know that, Nicole. Good. I'm happy for you. Truffles taste like farts, but like a fancy person fart. <laughs> You know, like if a fancy person raised on a diet of just caviar, ate Wendy's once and then farted okay. into a cup. <laughs> like who? Like who? What? Give me an example. Give me I'm thinking like up. like one of the Trumps, like right? An like, one, like one of the Trumps. No, no, like Eric Trump <laughs> farted into a Wendy's cup. That's a that's what truffle tastes like. Like somebody who grew up on a grotesquely rich diet. You know, you ever seen the the like caviar service at Mar a Lago where yeah. they're just like spooning it with plastic spoons onto yeah. like packaged saltines. Yeah. Someone like ate that type of diet. Uh-huh. No vegetables. Um, eats Wendy's once, farts into a cup. That's truffle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see ridiculous. why I don't see why that's that's just what it does in the tasting notes. I'm like a sommelier. I, I I'm fine with truffle oil. I kinda like it. I don't know. I know it's fake. I know it's fake. I know it's a weird little it's extract, okay. but like it's fine. I like truffle honey. It's my favorite way to eat yeah? truffle. Truffle Interesting. honey. Interesting. Yeah truffle favorite. and sweet's a good combo. Favorite. Some funk. Yeah. All right, at Hogtown DJ, first love the show. Stop trying to butter us up. Just tell me your, your garbage opinion. Um, 
Yeah, here it is. I'm mad, I'm mad as hell about this. Uh, don't don't care that you love the show now. Cantaloupe and honeydew and a fruit cup is garbage filler. Oh no, I'm one sorry, te- okay. Well, I'm technically sorry. they're correct because I having worked for a catering company. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Let's pull back the veil on this because we mm-hmm. once had like it was like a wedding that hired ASUCLA catering for their wedding, which is sad. Did you? Did they have fruit cups at their wedding? Oh, uh, we had so a big. We had, we had a big bowl of fruit salad. <laughs> That's embarrassing. And they were like, "Can we not get any honeydew and cantaloupe?" And we were like. Yeah, and then we'll charge you triple. And they're like, why? And they're like, because that's the cheapest fruit. Yeah. No one likes it. It's there. I happen to love it. I would have said, I have an allergy to cantaloupe and honeydew. Don't upcharge me. <laughs> we were all like 19-year-olds. I'm talking about the couple. Uh, yeah, but I'm saying we just wouldn't have cared. We would have just been like, well, it's there. I don't know what to do. Do you want an extra like Dan and yogurt cup? Because that's what we also you probably gave You gave yogurt at a wedding? Yeah, dude. Do I don't I know. This catering company, there were like three packages. <sighs> Giving it was rolls. like, do you want beans and chicken or the yogurt fruit? Or <laughs> <laughs> like packaged muffins oh with gosh. tea. And that's like all we had. Okay. Um, I don't mind cantaloupe and honeydew in my fruit cup. But I never get fruit cups because mm. I don't get fruit. That's not my. That's was, not my I was at a brunch the other day, that's and nice. someone ordered like fruit for the table. That's and nice. it's pretty nice. That's nice. Yeah. When I go on vacation, I always try to order fruit for everybody because your digestive tract kind of gets a little wonky whenever you're traveling. Yeah, you don't eat vegetables on vacation. Oh, you you have. What? Don't eat. That's a rule. When I go on vacation, <laughs> my whole life goes on vacation. No veggies. <laughs> what? Okay. I'm eating a- airport Panda Express and that's it. <laughs> like four, like four in the morning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Uh, Snuggles uh, says spaghetti squash is better than pasta for spaghetti and meatballs. Oh. I haven't had spaghetti squash in about like five years. I, I eat a ton of spaghetti squash. You do. Yeah. You do. Um, this is something that. Spaghetti squash is very deeply rooted, at least from what I've seen, in diet culture in a Mm -hmm. very weird way, right? It's like cauliflower, rice, or zoodles. Mm -hmm. It's become one of those things that people think you should eat spaghetti squash with spaghetti-esque ingredients because Mm -hmm. it's called spaghetti squash. It doesn't go well with the tomato sauce, in my opinion. What do you think it goes well with? Because I've been trying to, like, find out how to consume spaghetti squash in an enjoyable manner, mm. and I haven't found it yet. I mean, I like it on, right, it's it's starchier than something like a butternut squash. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not quite as sweet, but you still get some sweetness. I mean, I've been using it as, like, the base for, like, uh, braises that have a fair amount of just, like, salt and acid in it. Okay. Which I guess tomato sauce. So, like, instead of a bit of polenta, it's like a, a spaghetti squash? Exactly. Yeah, oh, yeah, cool. yeah. And I really enjoy that, and I think that it just sense. soaks it up nicely. And I think if you think of spaghetti squash as either spaghetti or squash, it's bad. But if you think of it as coleslaw potato, then it's really good. Mm. That's what I like it for. But that said, spaghetti and meatballs is a bad combination. Mm-hmm. It, they shouldn't be eaten together. Oh, really? I, I why want, do you say that? Wh- why do you think it's good? Why would you say that? There's bread in the meatballs already. Why would you already. say that to hurt me? My Italian roommates told me that this... It's on the side. What? It's on the side. It should be on the side. I agree with that. I don't think they should be topped. Yeah, there's no point in eating but them together. But they go well together. And I never, I never want them in the same bite, even. Oh, what? No, I'll put if I want bread and meatballs, I'll put it on. Que cosa fai, Madonna, mortacci tua. Um, yeah, uh, uh, but I don't know, man. Spaghetti meatballs isn't that good. Spaghetti squash with meatballs also isn't that good. Um, if you enjoy it, that's pretty rad. But there's just like better things to do with spaghetti squash. There's stuff a... it like an Israeli eggplant. Oh yeah, that Who sounds knows? good. There's a Persian dish that's squash and meatballs, and it's really good. Oh, really good. Or is it zucchini? Is squash and zucchini like the same thing? Zucchini is technically a summer squash. Oh yeah, so yeah. Or like a spring summer yeah, squash. So, yeah. So yeah. One time I'm gonna bring it for you. My mom makes it really good. Ah, it's interesting. Really How? Good. What kind of sauce? Is it tomato based? No. 
I don't know. <laughs> it's really good though. You're a chef. I forgot. Your mommy makes it. My mom makes it. Well, makes I don't sense. make it. I don't know. She makes it. I, I don't that. know everything. Right. Well, I don't know the fair. circumference of the earth. <laughs> it was like 23,000. Get away. 23K? Okay. Maggie, Maggie, real quick, look it up. Read 23K. The next. All right. At Mitchell SRM, gyoza are the best food. Man, gyoza aren't even the best. Is it gyoza's is or gyoza's are? I don't know. Um, 24,000. I said 23. Uh, 25,000. I said okay, 23. Stop flexing for the I gram. Don't <laughs> I don't know. Um, no, I mean, I gyoza are one of those things that like. Whenever I go to a Japanese restaurant, it, typically if I'm with Julia, she orders them. And That's cute. for me, though, I would like. I'd rather eat. Sushi. I wouldn't order it. Yeah. Yeah. Or if I'm at like uh, an izakaya, I'd, I'd rather eat. Other izakaya dishes. Give me the takoyaki. Give me the okonomiyaki. Yeah, I think that's true. You know, gyoza is a crowd pleaser. A good frozen food. A great frozen, yeah. Probably like a, the best. I I will say this: frozen gyoza is the best frozen food. More than taquitos. Mm, more than mm-hmm. I don't even know, like chicken nuggets. I think gyoza is the the number one. Goat. Pigs in a blanket. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. You got to make fresh pigs. In you a had them at your wedding. I did. You had they, pigs in a blanket at your wedding. Oh, Do you not know that? Pigs in a, I know. I don't know. Well, it was, about it was cows wedding. in a blanket. Because, yeah. yeah, Jewish <laughs> wedding ain't, ain't really what the like, pigs. I was like, what do you mean there were pigs in the blanket? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's all beef hot dog. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I snuck in my own pork to your wedding. Uh, I And I, I really love, like, the Chinese canon of dumplings as well, mm-hmm. you know? And so I feel like for me, I just, um, there's uh, better Japanese dishes um, and there's better dumplings than gyoza. And I. Like what? Like, like What's what? a better dumpling than gyoza? Uh, I mean, Xiaolong Bao, for instance, or shumai, hagao, like know, any but, any of the dim sum. But canon, they're not dude. as. But also, they're not as easy to make as gyoza, so you have to think about that too. No, like, for nowhere sure. Nowhere is gonna make is gonna make like Xiaolong Bao. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying though. <laughs> if if a place has gyoza, I probably don't want to order it because I don't think it's gonna be like the mm-hmm. dumpling isn't gonna be as good. It's like um, maybe they're well, frozen. This is something I do though. Like it's like if a Chinese buffet is making sushi. It's not gonna be good. I'm gonna eat it. I'm gonna eat it. I'm gonna eat it. Yeah, it's, yeah. some of them is gonna have canned tuna in it. The one over That's, here in Burbank. I love canned. Tu- okay, whoever doesn't like canned tuna in their sushi is like tripping. It's, it's not really good. It's it's kimbap at that point. It's good. And Whatever it's it is, I love it. <laughs> so you know, Korean um, manti. That's a good dumpling too. Oh yeah, Korean mandu. Or not manti. Yeah, sorry, manti's the freaking Armenian yeah. dumpling. That's also delicious. Yeah, I was gonna bring that up good. too. And mandu, um, mandu's good. Georgian dumpling, soup du- Georgian soup dumpling. Oh my Kinkali. god! Kinkali. I've always wanted to try kinkali. Dude, like, there's just so many. The world of dumplings is great. Uh, gyoza is perfectly fine food. Not my favorite. Have we done an international dumpling episode? We should. We definitely did. We did. Yeah. Okay. Look at us. <laughs> Look at us. We like boiled a whole plum in dough. Oh yeah. Yeah. You remember things so well. Yeah, weird memory. Weird, weird <laughs> sick thoughts in, up in my head. All right, on that note, thank you for listening to A Hot Dog's a Sandwich. If you want to hear more from us here in the Mythical Kitchen, we got new episodes for you every Wednesday. If you want to be featured on Opinions or Like Casseroles, you can hit us up on Twitter at MythicalChef or Zada with the hashtag OpinionCasserole. And for more Mythical Kitchen, check us out on YouTube where we launch new videos every week. And of course, if you want to share pictures of your dishes, hit us up on Instagram at MythicalKitchen. We'll see you next time. I always think you're going to say pictures of your feet. <laughs>